Talk Radio 570 KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends. KVI Want to Know Weekends. Get ready to raise a toast with Seattle's most spirited hour of talk, Happy Hour Radio. Explore the best in Washington wines, beer, spirits, food, and more with your guide, Seattle sommelier, Christopher Chan. It's Happy Hour Radio, right now on Talk Radio 570 KVI. That's right, it's Happy Hour Radio right here on 570 KVI. Hey, everybody. Welcome to February. It's uh, it's the month of love and laughter, and hopefully uh, you've accomplished all your New Year's resolutions, and now you can party, because i got uh, some great party guests in the studio. My friends from Bacardi are here, and uh, I can't wait. I'm a big rum fan, as you know. Um, welcome to Saturday night. Hope you got something great in your glass. You're going to sit back, relax, or you're on your way to someplace tasty. And uh, thanks for tuning in. If you ever miss a show, remember to go to the website, happyhourradio.net. And uh, if you want to uh, get on the Twitter sphere, tweet, tweet, happy. It's uh, at happy HR radio. Wow, where did January go? It's in the books. Uh, gosh, tomorrow is the Super Bowl. Who are you going for? Is it the Atlanta? Atlanta Falcons, the Dirty Birds? Or that uh, pretty boy. I don't know. Um, who cares, right? Seahawks are out of it. But what we do care about is having a good time. So it's Happy Hour Radio. And uh, looking ahead, you want to have a good time, check it out. we got a couple great events coming up this month. In fact, next week, it's Taste Walla Walla. Uh, all the Walla Walla wineries, well, most of them, are coming over to... Uh, the Seattle Center, and it's McCall Hall. Um, you can go to tastewallawalla.org and uh, buy some tickets. They have an evening tasting, so you can try um, just really hundreds of wines. Be sure to spit, and uh, always remember, you get a designated driver. Uh, also coming up is uh, Whiskey Chowder Fest. You may remember that. Um, kind of an odd combination, but uh, good chowder and good whiskey. What else do you want? It's uh, on Friday, the, 5th, the 17th of February. Go to whiskeychowderfest.com. It's really fun, and, uh, you know, you can chowder up and chowder down. Um, but I'm excited to have uh, one of the United States ambassadors for Bacardi. And Bacardi's that, uh, well, if you ever remember the Washington liquor stores, you'd, you'd look around and you'd say, ooh, Bacardi's got that bat on it. What's the story behind that? But um, I've got Jamie Mandeville, and she's the senior portfolio ambassador. That means she's really important, really smart. And actually really pretty, so let's get right to it. Jamie Mandeville, hey, welcome to Happy Hour. Hi, I'm happy to be here. Excellent. Thanks for having me. Thank, well, this is great. Anytime you're bringing rum my way, uh, I open the door. So um, you're from California. You're a California girl? I am. Wow. Born and raised. Born yes. And raised. Orange County. Originally, but now I live in Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, well, I like oranges, and uh, tis the season. This uh, citrus ripens in the winter. So it does. You are a bartender by trade? Bartender by trade. Spent about a decade in Los Angeles bars, um, slinging cocktails, everything from nightclubs to super craft cocktail bars, and I've been working for Bacardi for the past four-plus years now. Wow. Uh, I'm just trying to think of the uh, L.A. bar scene. Are there lines out the doors? Is, are they typically big and brash or um, ostentatious? Uh, I haven't been to L.A. bars. I've been to Spago once, and I thought that was cool, but in Beverly Hills. Did Spago have a velvet rope? That's usually the L.A. style. Is right? that Velvet it? ropes and the illusion of lines. Right. No, it's really it's a fun scene. I mean, like here we have a great uh, farmer's market scene out there, so we try to hmm. use a lot of really fresh local ingredients with cocktails. 
Um, but it's really everything from a lot of celebrities, chefs opening places and working with key bartenders to very speakeasy style bars to very fun beachy bars as well. Excellent. Uh, well, that's, so you've you've got uh, a little facet of everything on that jewel of information and experience you have. I do. I like it. Um, what was uh, what drew you to bartending? Were you like going through school? Were you just you know what? Uh, I want to sling drinks because typically it starts off with a cocktail waitress, right? It does. That's where I started actually doing <laughs> bottle service at those nightclubs with the long lines. Bottle um, service. So yeah, I mean, I really wanted to. I really wanted, I was going out anyways to most of the nightclubs, and I wanted to stop spending my money and actually making money. That's, okay. That's kind of where it started, you know? What's a cocktail run in L.A.? I mean, I know out of Vegas, I'm going to drop 20 bucks on a martini easy. Sure. It's anything from like $12 to $20 to now we're even seeing people getting into really high-end spirits and doing the most expensive cocktail. And All right. Doing... Gold flakes and yeah, yeah the market's yeah. high. Okay. Mm-hmm. Living large in L.A. <laughs> I love it. So you went from on the on the serving floor, bottle service. You know, I've never had bottle service except my own house, which is really cool because mm. I've got my own couch. <laughs> I'm sure you bottles. got great service there, That's right? That's right. Absolutely. Full <laughs> service is what happens over at uh, Chez Moi. Well, what's bottle service all about? How does that work? How does that work? That's uh, That allows you to skip that crazy line in L.A., Ooh. right? So you go ahead and put your card down. You have a lovely... A as in Visa card, not your business card. I'm cool, right? It's like Visa card. This Visa is like card. Black Amex style, I, right? Oh, right. You can't just put down your Alaska <laughs> It's not just Airlines. any card. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, and then you have your cocktail waitresses that come out. You order your bottle for maybe, I don't know, like a 300% markup, right? But then you're actually paying for the great experience of it. And you have someone like myself come out with a bunch of mixers, um, make some easy cocktails for you. Grab some other people and you know put them in your table and you have a great time. Do they have large format bottles for liquor? I mean, can they... you buy the magnum of Grey Goose for my party for my table? You know what? I think with nightclubs, anything that you want to put your money to anything... can definitely happen. Wow! And you I'm still waiting for like drone bottle service. I think it may happen <laughs> soon. <laughs> uh, I like that idea. And all right, so you've elevated yourself. Um, how did you find? Were you driven to rum? Are you a rum fan? I like every spirit, to be honest, you know? Where are we? (laughs) Who am I with? What time is it? Yeah, that's kind of thing. Yeah, I feel like there's a different spirit for, like, you know, different time of day, different mood, different celebration. So, and I find that even within rum. Or consolation, maybe, right? It's not always a celebration. Could be, be. exactly. (laughs) Whatever your mood, there's always something. Well, I I remember growing up, uh, obviously, the Cooper Libra back in the the mid-80s was the drink. All of a sudden, Bacardi was the Bacardi Mm -hmm. Cooper Libra. Didn't they start it? Or how is that? Is there some history there? Yeah. So that drink goes back to like early 19, like 1901 with Teddy Roosevelt and his Rough Riders. So um, he actually had a general that would go into the bar constantly. And at the time, Bacardi had just, you know, their 1862 is their birthday, but um, it was very prevalent in bars. And also Coca-Cola had come into market as well. So he went in. and The good kind, right? The old-fashioned recipe? The good kind, yeah. (laughs) As now we know as Mexican Coke. Oh, yeah, that's right. (laughs) Um, And he would order this cocktail always, and it was Bacardi Gold and Coca-Cola. Once, you know, they had declared their freedom, they had all of his soldiers had gone in and wanted to celebrate, so they rose a glass to Cuba Libre, to free Cuba. So. 
since then, it's been like well known amongst Americans and should be coming back into fashion, right? Now that Cuba has been liberated to, uh, to liberated trade with America, again? yes, yes. <laughs> that's great. Well, give me the story of Bacardi rum. Uh, Bacardi rum, yes. Yeah. So we are actually celebrating our 155th birthday. So um, February 4th, Founders Day. It is a family that's, owned. That's today. I know. Happy birthday Yay! to us! Hey, all right. <laughs> Um, it's also my birthday this month, too. But we'll talk about Bacardi's birthday. Okay. <laughs> um, so it is a family-owned company uh, today as well. So our founder, Don Facundo Bacardi Masso, is actually born in Stiga, Spain, and had immigrated out to Cuba to start his own import-export business. Uh, you know, through that time, there were a couple earthquakes. They went through terrible things like cholera. He had to declare bankruptcy and sell his business. But he had been playing around a little bit with distillation. Hurricanes, too, I imagine, huh? Once or twice back then? Hurricanes, yeah. Floods, yeah. All, all the terrible things. All yes. the biblical stuff, mm -hmm. huh? All right, so. For sure. He persevered. So he persevered, and he saw an opening to really elevate rum because at the time people were drinking it was called aguardiente and that's that's yeah. fire water right. it will get it will do the trick for Agua sure being mm -hmm. fire and guardiente i think is uh strong right or something yeah we'll, yes. we'll say yes we'll it's, say yes yeah. <laughs> all right so it was something that would definitely do the the trick but wasn't something that was like that you would like actually seek and like want to drink and enjoy drinking and do so on social occasions it was a peasant liquor mm -hmm. yeah Okay, yeah. so elevating rum. And sugarcane is was one of the, uh, obviously in the Caribbean, sugarcane was, was grown because it's a perfect climate for it. And obviously exactly, were, and that was colonies. the business. Sugarcane, sugar, it was really the business of Cuba. So um, it's what put Cuba on the map. It's what um, what like made that into a boom town. So he figured, why not jump in on that and make rum and put some of his practice and his passion into into practice with it. Um, is there a special dis um, uh, a fermenter or a, a dis or what am I trying to the uh, <laughs> the apparatus? Call the him distill. Still, still yeah. yes, still. Come on. So um, yeah, he had actually when he bought his distillery, which his lovely wife uh, had come into an inheritance after they had to declare bankruptcy with their shop. Um, they found this amazing distillery. Sounds like an angel investor. It <laughs> right? is, right? going to heaven. Benefactor, and, uh -huh. investor. Um, so they found the, in Santiago de Cuba this little distillery that had been abandoned and had this amazing like uh, pot still in it, tin roofs. This is also where the bats came in as well. Mm. So in the rafters, there are these fruit bats, and they saw generally bats are seen as a sign of good fortune. Um, and they had seen this as discovering these bats in there. This was going to be their place. This is Except where they the were going to. the one that turns into Dracula, right? That's the one that's not so good. That one doesn't live in Cuba. Okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. So we've got so, bats in the belfry at the distillery mm -hmm. in uh, Santiago, you said? Santiago. Yeah. Cuba. Cool. So, um, and Santiago is like on the opposite side of Havana, Cuba. So um, it was kind of known for being very much more in line with like their Caribbean neighbors as far as music oh. and arts uh, and dancing. So they felt like it was definitely a place where rum should be born, per se. 
Uh, so he had put into practice as far as going through the pot distillation method twice over and making two different distillates and blending. That's such a big part about Bacardi is like mm. blending these rums. Okay. And that's definitely different than making an aguardiente sort of a moonshine or fire yeah. water. So blending to find this like perfect flavor profile with the rum and then also going through a charcoal filtration, which we had never really seen in this. Like we see it sometimes in vodka. But with rum, this rum is actually being aged for a year and then charcoal filtered to pull out some of those tannins and bitter notes that you get from from the wood. The oak barrels, right. Mm -hmm. And they, they uh, matured in a, a new oak barrel for the most part? American oak barrels, yeah. yeah. Okay, so those can be sometimes harsh uh, and very green or vanilla. Sure. I mean, it, but there's some things that you really want, right? You want those toasty notes, you want those coconut notes, mm -hmm. walnut notes out of it. So uh, he had gone through this distillation practice to go ahead and retain those without with getting rid of some of the other harsh notes to... Bacardi's still in Cuba? No. There's that gentleman, Fidel Castro, that came along. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he said, uh, my way or the highway? <laughs> so, no, back in the 1950s, they were exiled. So they had already been looking to globalize their rum. So they had already opened up distilleries in Puerto Rico and Mexico, Bermuda. Wow. Mm -hmm. They even opened up a distillery in New York in the early 1900s, but... Well, yeah, somebody had a law, those teetotalers. I know, right? That didn't work out so well. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes people say it was like one of the best things for Bacardi right. because we were entertaining a lot of people in Havana at the time. Oh, yes. So it really, you know, it made Bacardi really synonymous with that, that party life and the cocktails for sure. I like it. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking with Jamie Mandeville, and she is the uh, senior portfolio ambassador. You don't look that senior to me, uh, more <laughs> like a high school senior, <laughs> which is cute. We're talking about Bacardi. How many expressions of Bacardi are there today? Um, it depends on like where we are in the world. I guess in the we have a, a range between different age statements as well as flavored rums, and as far as even some single oh, right. state rums now too that are only available in like. Travel retail. So, so you've got so flavored rums. Uh, so basically, like ten to twelve. We have about twelve different 12. ones. Yeah, and we have one coming out pretty soon. And what is the the oldest rum? And it's a Solera rum, I imagine, that you would have, or is everything actually eight years old, or it has that? You statement? know, we actually don't use a refill Solera method with any of our rums. All right. Um, but we have an amazing. It's a very limited release, but we have our Fecundo Reserve rums. And those are a blend between the top line of it, the Paraiso, is a blend of between 7 and 23-year-old rum. I love it. We're going to try some of that. I hope you brought some today. Or <laughs> I might have to wait for another time. Speaking with Jamie Mandeville of Bacardi Rum. So stick around, folks. We're making cocktails when we come back right here in 570 KVI. A Northwest original. Lars Larson, live weekdays, noon to 3. Talk Radio 570, KVI. KVI Want to Know Weekends continue. Now, back to Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, everybody, welcome back to Happy Hour Radio. Time for round two. Hope you got something tasty in your glass. And I've got actually two guests in the studio, the lovely and talented senior ambassador for Bacardi, uh, Jamie Mandeville, up from Los Angeles, and also our local... Uh, Actually, Sir Mr. President of the United States Bartenders Guild, Cameron George from the Barrio and Heavy Foods Group. Hey, welcome to the Happy Hour Radio again. 
All right. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be back. Good to see you. So um, you are actually uh, an all-star bartender, and you have a great drink you're going to make for a giant competition, which you won recently locally and going on to where? Uh, Going on to uh, Miami, Florida, February 13th. All right. Well, I can't wait to try this, and this will... I'll, I'll give you the, my, my personal, professional experience on that. But So, Jamie, we were talking about uh, some high-end Bacardi rums. Obviously, we mentioned we have about 12 uh, extensions in the portfolio, from silver to flavored to aged. Yes. And then you said something about Paradis. So that the Paradiso is oh, one Paradiso. of our, our, our family reserve rums. And it's actually quite funny. Like Bacardi 8, which a lot of people know today, and it's really readily available, yes. was actually it's a dark the, rum. I mean, it's a, a dark rum. Golden rum. So Bacardi, eight years, actually the youngest in that in that rum. But it started off as the original family reserve with the Bacardi family. So. Eight is enough, they said, right? Is it? Does everybody remember <laughs> that show? I'm dating myself. Now, that goes way back. That's when we had only a few channels on television at the time. Uh, all right, so you've got, you know... The silver Bacardi, um, you call it Blanco or silver, or what's the what's the term? What do you have there? You have a cool bottle. It's call not- it a superior, but we have another uh, one of our new, actually white rums, I guess we'll call yes, it, called right. Bacardi Maestro. So this is a different blend. All Bacardi rums are blended, and we're all starting from the same um, the same blackstrap molasses base, oh. as well as our special like proprietary yeast strain. So Bacar- all Bacardi has that footprint in it. Where we start to differ is with the blend, because we're blending what we call an aguardiente and a redistillado. So meaning that it's kind of the same as looking at it as a column distillate and a pot distillate. Sure. One of them being rested longer. And from there, those varietals, then we like come up with the the overall rum. We have a master blender in-house who's really amazing. He's uh, our fifth generation master blender. And he came out with uh, Maestro, Bacardi Maestro, last year. So this one is a little bit heavier on the aguardiente, so you're going to start to get those earthy, um, kind of more grassy notes out of Bacardi, as well as those like really creamy, rich vanilla notes from the barrel aging on it. Excellent. Uh, well, you have a cocktail. You're a cocktail expert. You're the senior ambassador. How many cocktails can you make from Bacardi? Oh, it's endless. It's, it's rum. Endless. You know, rum is fun. You can make pretty much everything with I it. I know. I do love rum. Um, well, I'm excited. you have a name for the cocktail you're making today? Yes. I call it Pina de Oro, the Pina? golden pineapple. Oh, so I like that. I love cocktails that are plays on cocktails that have been done before, but maybe done in like a little bit elevated way. I think it's kind of like guilty pleasure drinking. So I love pina coladas, but this is kind of a bitter stirred version of it. Not innocent pleasure drinking? I mean... Always... Is there anything innocent about drinking? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> hey, Jesus did it. <laughs> so fun. Also, Cameron George, um, you you obviously are uh, managing Barrio still, right? You're doing yes, the, the bar program there. Um, f- being from a uh, Hispanic flavor restaurant, obviously Barrio is is Mexican or Hispanic, and and do you must serve much more mezcal and tequila, which we had you on the show previously for. Do you, do you serve a lot of uh, rum drinks? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, you look at our cocktail menu right now at Barrio, we've got three uh, very, very solid rum cocktails. Uh, the cocktail that I'll be making for you later on uh, in the show is actually also on our menu as well. I love that. That, that sounds like first-class service. I'm like I'm in, a, I'm in a, this great airplane and very relaxed. Sir, the cocktail I'll be making for you is the... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And we can hear Jamie working. She's uh, got some very cool ingredients. I see the maestro. Um, 
Um, I would love a straight. Cameron, can you pour me a little taste of that maestro uh, rum just straight for me? Absolutely. And because uh, I always like to taste, you know, for me, Blanco rum is really about the distill distillate itself. Obviously, you put it in. Um, these are uncharred white barrels, right? Uncharred no, no, they oak. They are charred. They are. Oh. Very mm -hmm. light, though. Huh? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's that charcoal filtering that helps make it clear. It is. Uh, we actually filter through coconut shell charcoal on this. Wow. I know. It sounds fancy, right? It does sound fancy. I'm surprised. I bet you'll have that for uh, grilling, right? Coconut charcoal for your mesquite charcoal and oh, for your yeah. for your mahi mahi or whatever. Um, okay, so how many uh, different Bacardi rums do you have at the, at the store there? Uh, at Barrio right now, we carry two. Uh, we carry the Bacardi Eight Year and then also the Superiors in our well as well. Mm -hmm. Wow, this is the maestro. Now that I'm not a vodka man. I don't drink straight vodka unless I have to. <laughs> <laughs> So that's why I prefer rum. I think there's a little mm -hmm. more character and personality, and there's also that hint of sweetness you get from the vanillins. Um, tell me about, uh, Cameron, you, there's this competition that's going on. Tell me about that. Uh, so, yeah, we are now advancing to the uh, national finals of the Bacardi Legacy competition. Uh, it's a competition that asks you to create a cocktail and tie your cocktail to a story that has a little bit of uh, weight and gravity and depth. Okay, uh, you had a story. In fact, this cocktail competition is a 12-region uh, United States competition, uh, mm -hmm. and so there's a Pacific Northwest region, and we had, what, uh, seven or eight different competitors at the time? Uh, I believe it was actually ten competitors. Ten, right. ten, ten competitors. Ten competitors yes. Let's Washington. give them a shout-out. So we had Megan Radke, Joe Frady, uh, Ryan Loeb, Cameron George, Brandon Paul Weaver, Scott Diaz, Carissa Pierce, Joey Doyle, Cassandra Erickson, and Daira Garcia. Mm -hmm. Very cool. And so there was a final head-to-head -head between you yep. and... Uh, Brandon Paul Weaver, a really good friend who uh, represents Liberty Bar. Ah, yeah. yeah. Well, you got to love that. Uh, Andrew Friedman has got a good thing going on over there. Um, so, Jamie, when did you develop this particular uh, Pina de Oro? Um, I developed this about a year and a half ago when I had my first sample bottles of the Maestro, just trying to find a way to really highlight those great vanilla and coconut notes from it. And it has, you know, like for me, this has a little bit more mouthfeel than the Bacardi Superior, and the Bacardi Superior is so great in things like daiquiris and mojitos. So that's why I really, with this one, wanted to do something that was more of an aromatic cocktail. Awesome. And so tell me the ingredients. So we have a Bacardi Maestro, an ounce and a half of Bacardi Maestro, three quarters of an ounce of Amontillado Sherry. Um, actually, no, sorry. I'm using a Manzanilla Sherry. Right. I kind of trade back Amontillado is a little older sherry. It's mm -hmm. been aged, a little darker color. Manzi Manzi Manzanilla is fresher and a little more yeah, saline. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a little bit of coconut water in mm -hmm. it, and then both chocolate bitters and orange bitters, just to give it that nice nutty note to it mm -hmm. and then also bump up the citrus on it so and then we've garnished it with a dehydrated pineapple all right and what does it look like what do you serve it in this is a, uh, a highball or this is a lowball this is a coupe a coupe mm -hmm. excellent well um how do we taste it? is it ready to go it's ready to go oh. are you ready to taste i'm absolutely all ready right. to taste all right look at that oh pretty mmm and where is this? Is actually pineapple that uh, comes from? Is is the entire uh, headquarters in Puerto Rico? You don't have any more distilleries around the world. No. So right now, for our rum production, we have distilleries in both Puerto Rico as well as Mexico. 
that are distilling. Plus, we have an aging warehouse in Bermuda. Oh. Mm. Wow. I like what that. What do you it, think? I am really enjoying it. It's, it's certainly a different take because you get this acidity from the um, uh, manzanilla sherry. Mm-hmm. Um, and the manzanilla sherry also has a lot of... Uh, Yeast. It has some autolysis, some creaminess, complexity. So you get this brightness, but it's really creamy. And then you can taste the some of the earthy melon notes. I'm going to say it's called melon for me. Um, the green side on it, and, and then you get that hint of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's a good sipper, and it's very complex, but it's softly complex. It's delicately del. <laughs> I can't speak today. <laughs> Delicately complex. And um, we have a website, so obviously as a mixologist, you probably you have a whole team that help produce cocktails? Yes, we do. What's the website? Uh, we have all of our cocktails up on Bacardi.com. Bacardi.com. Mm-hmm. That's easy. And I tell you, this particular uh, cocktail, the Pina de Or, um, has a very, very long finish. Now that coconut water adds some of that the, the tropical flavor and just matches beautifully. Because coconut and chocolate, there's similarities There's similar to notes on both of them. Definitely. I like that. Um, delicious. And is this actually, is this drink served anywhere in Los Angeles? Um, at my place, at my own bar. <laughs> okay. All right. And that's open 24-7, right? <laughs> yes. Best service in town. <laughs> oh, I love it. Um, where, where does Maestro fit in on this? Here in Washington, talk about guilty. We have all these sin taxes. So what's what's a bottle of Bacardi Maestro run here? Cameron, maybe you can help me out with that. Ooh, I actually do not know that off the top of my head either. Um, but it's a premium drink. I still have my little sip here of the uh, just straight Maestro rum, rum, and it's Maestro de Ron. Maestro de Ron, yes. Maestro de Ron. Uh, so it's basically, Master range. of Rum is what that translates master. into. Maestro, I love it. Um, Cameron George, you're gonna, you've, you have a drink that you're going to make for the national, international, wait, the national competition. What's it called? Mm-hmm. Uh, the cocktail's name is the Havana Hustle. The Van, ha, the Havana Hustle. There what it is. is my tongue is tied today. You need to <laughs> take another sip of Bacardi. That's what mm-hmm. I need. Hey, we come back from this break. We're going to talk more about the Bacardi family of rums and distillates, and also get into uh, this great competition that took place. And uh, we have the winner right here. In fact, next week he's off to Miami. So stick around, folks. We'll be right back on Happy Hour Radio. Big names, big news. Sean Hannity, weekdays 3 to 6 p.m. Talk Radio 570, KVI. It's KVI Want to Know Weekends, and you're listening to Happy Hour Radio. Now back to Seattle, Somalia, Christopher Chan. All right, happy Saturday night. Time for round three. Hope you got something tasty in your glass or heading someplace really fun. It is February 4th, and uh, I am... Sticking to my New Year's resolutions, trying new things, new spirits, new wines, etc. And I've got uh, Jamie Mandeville, the uh, Senior Ambassador for Bacardi Spirits, uh, the family, long-time, 155-year-old company that's still run by a fifth-generation family, uh, located in Puerto Rico, but they've got some uh, other little uh, strongholds in uh, that region. 
Jamie just made me the pina de oro, which is a, a sort of a deconstruction of a pina colada, a little um, pure coconut water, a little hint of Lustau manzanilla sherry. You can use any kind you like, but Bacardi Maestro Duran is this elevated white rum. And I think within the, one of the challenges with white rum is that it can sometimes seem hot. And it's always about, now I get why you blend. Mm-hmm, definitely. That way you're able to still get those high notes of the rum, really celebrate the base of it, which is sugarcane or molasses, and get all of those like tropical yet vanilla notes out of it. Yeah, I'm really enjoying this really straight, and uh, it obviously makes um, a wonderful cocktail because it's smooth and balanced. And mm-hmm. thank you so much, the Pina de Or. Bacardi.com, you can find all sorts of recipes. And um, did you ever come... Uh, compete in one of the Bacardi or bartending competitions? I did. I actually, in 2012, sort of date me a little bit, I had won. Five years ago. (laughs) Way back when. um, I had competed, and like Cameron, I had won my regional uh, for Ah. Bacardi Legacy. And then I had gone out to our distillery in Puerto Rico, as well as to our offices, and I competed in Miami. So very much on the same trajectory that Cameron's on. Right on. All right, Cameron. So you had this uh, event over the tin table back in November. You had 10 contestants. Um, how was it set up? Was it uh, like uh, you watch those cooking shows and you got two people doing the same thing? Or was, how's it work? No. Uh, actually, you take the stage by yourself behind the bar. You have three minutes to get all set and kind of... Stop your hands from shaking and then seven Take minutes to present your cocktail. Okay, and yeah. you made what? Uh, my cocktail is called the Havana Hustle. You made it then. That was the same cocktail. Mm-hmm. Now you're same obligated cocktail. to continue with the same cocktail. Is yep. that right? Well, mm-hmm. that's because it's so good. Why would you change? Yeah, exactly. Lightning doesn't strike twice. And how many, what was the panel of uh, judges like or evaluators or how many people were tasting your drink? Uh, three judges, uh-huh. actually, three. Juan Coronado. Um, Juan Coronado. Yeah, Juan Coronado, one of the national ambassadors for uh, the Bacardi portfolio as well. Uh, Just a really awesome guy, super full of life, and it's really easy to present to him just because he's like always looks like he's listening and paying attention to you. What What's some of the drinks that you were inspired by that people had? People Um, made. Uh, actually, Brandon Paul Weavers, again, his cocktail was just really, really incredible. And the way that he told his story uh, about how um, how painstaking it is uh, to actually harvest... Harvest sugarcane? Uh, so harvest sugarcane, but yeah. then also coffee, uh, oh. because he comes from a very awesome like coffee background. All right. So you have a story as well. Let's mm-hmm. start with the cocktail, and why don't you tell me some of the story and how it all relates. Okay. Uh, so obviously working at Barrio for the last like three and a half years or so... Uh, I've come to really love uh, Latin culture and spirits and dance as well. And I firmly believe that you can't really have rum without Latin dance as well. The two go hand in hand, even down to how uh, the Bacardi's produce their rums. Um, Three really indistinct uh, steps. First, a step forward, uh, an unprecedented step forward. You mean distinctive? Uh, Yeah, distinctive. Yes. Sorry. Uh, distinctive steps, step forward in the uh, charcoal filtration of the rums. Right. No one had ever done that before. Uh, step in place because it's pretty commonplace to age your rum now, and then also a step uh, a step backwards to um, oh, Spain in I bringing see. Spanish uh, distillation techniques. Got it. So you got the steps, the dance steps mm-hmm. in there, all Three relating steps. to the process and the innovations that. Uh, Fagundo, what's his name? Facundo. (laughs) 
Facundo. <laughs> you get teased as a kid when your name is Facundo. <laughs> I wonder. That's why they named every generation beyond it Facundo. Oh, so. that's right. So it's not just a one-off. So you now have some history and legacy. All right, the Havana Hustle, huh? Mm-hmm. Have the you Havana been to Cuba Hustle. yet or Cuba? Uh, not yet. I am looking forward to going one day. I, I am yeah. too. Um, but there's a lot on my that that globe I spin around. So, <laughs> um, all right. So the Havana Hustle. Uh, this is an up drink shaken. It's stirred. How? What's shaken cocktail uh, featuring the Bacardi Eight Year. Also a little bit of uh, Jaffard Banana Brazil, lime juice to give it some acidity and a little bit of life. Uh, maraschino liqueur and then chocolate bitters by Scrappies, which is actually made here, featuring Theo's chocolate from over in uh, the Fremont area. Right. One of the most famous like chocolate chocolatiers, uh, yeah, in, in the yeah, world she actually. Was, uh, definitely a pioneer for the or a renaissance person for for chocolate. Absolutely. Love it. All right, so you uh, shake this up in your Boston shaker, which is actually a copper shaker. It looks really cool. Yeah. Uh, and I like the fact that you measure the drinks. Um, I love that sound. <laughs> but, you know, like a home cook, I always like, yeah, this and this and this. And it typically works. Uh, sometimes I got to fix it. But I love it when bartenders are precise because that's what it's about. You want to make sure that You've tested it, you've tried it, and this is your expression. So the Absolutely. Havana Hustle. Yeah. I mean, as far as measuring cocktails goes, if you want to be able to replicate something all over the world, everybody has to be able to know the measurements. Yeah. Can't uh, be just in your foremost. head and, like, wing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, one ingredient that we kind of uh, skipped over a little bit, actually, that really ties the whole cocktail together is a uh, chocolate sugar habanero rim uh, around wow. the very top of the glass. Uh, really ties back in Don Facundo's wife, Amalia, uh, and her love of Latin dance, especially a dance called the habanero, which is like a very Afro-Cubano uh, style of sultry, seductive dance. Was the music called hip habanero back then? <laughs> <laughs> it should have been. It should have been. <laughs> oh, look at that. I, I love habanero, and uh, I love how it works well. Heat and sweet really works. Exactly. Uh, to me, it's uh, one of the best things. And habanero has the best true chili flavor that that I love. I mean, there's, I'm sure there's more, but sometimes you're just too damn hot. And you don't mm. get the real flavor. Absolutely. That looks beautiful. That's in um, sort of a little tulip glass. A Nick and Nora is the name of the glass. Nick and Nora, huh? Mm-hmm. And uh, I see your garnish looks like a... Uh, dried lemon peel with chocolate with cocoa. <laughs> uh, so it's actually a dehydrated lime uh, that is de- is candied in a syrup made from the rim of the cocktail. Uh, all right. Well, uh, the Havana Hustle. This was the winner, huh? This was the winner. All right. We'll pass that baby. It's gonna be over. the winner for the nationals as well. So one thing about Bacardi Legacy, why Cameron is continuing on with the Havana Hustle cocktail, is that we're really looking for that next. That next big cocktail that's going to be kind of unanimous across the globe. So uh, a big consideration with this cocktail competition is that you can make this whether we're here or in London or Dubai or anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. And it's really going to be something that's like the next Cuba Libre or the next Mojito or the next Daiquiri. Wow. That's uh, that is so yummy. It's bright, it's balanced, it's refreshing, it's complex. It's it it has the Manhattan feel without the heaviness, but it's got sort of a tropical note with the lime and the sweetness. Then you get some of that spice and the chocolate bitters mm-hmm. gives you complexity. This is really amazing. I th- I think this could be it. And when you said Dubai, gosh darn it, if they they don't know how to make a cocktail in Dubai, I was stuck there kind of in the airport <laughs> and like I ordered martinis like 
No, dude, you pour more booze in there. It's not just one ounce. It's like, oh, it's terrible, but um, yummy. Thank you very much. Do you have this list? This is really proprietary right now, right? Uh, it's actually on the menu uh, at Barrio, as well as Rumba up on Capitol Hill, uh, Cursed Oak down in Belltown, Alchemy in Oregon, um, Juniper Tar in Texas, and uh, possibly another bar to come in uh, in And Vancouver. this is your creation? Yes. Wow. That is really, really good. How much booze is in there? A uh, full two ounces of the Bacardi 8 year. Maybe that's why I like it. <laughs> That's why I give it that Manhattan. Mm-hmm. Um, lovely. And I really appreciate having, uh, using aged drums that, that aren't overly sweetened. I mean, typically we end up, you know, the Mai Tai, for instance, right? We put some dark rum in there, maybe some aged rum. But it's all too sweet. Here, you get the flavor of the of that aged rum, and that's what you really want And when it comes to nuance. Isn't that right, Jamie? Definitely. I agree. Mm. Um, and this is the... Let me see the bottle there. This is the standard eight-year... I don't call it standard, but this is... Oh, well, maybe it is the standard. Bacardi Ocho. <laughs> Bacardi Ocho. Uh, Ron Años. I like it. Uh this is cool. Now, you have so different tiers. So this is actually the, the shorter stubby bottle. Uh, that reminds me more of the uh, old whiskey bottles. Uh, otherwise, the Bacardi is still in the long slender, the superior. The superior as well as, yes. All right. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Um, so today is February 4th. You're off to Miami. Yes, when? Uh, February 13th. Coming up quick. All right. And how will we know if you win or not? When will we know? <laughs> You'll uh, text me. Yeah. Text you. There'll be a bunch of photos up. Uh, follow us on uh, Instagram at uh, Havana Hustle and then also on Facebook as well uh, at Havana Hustle. At Havana Hustle. Havana Hustle. Wow. Got its you've own got page. a little empire going. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, a corporation, man. This is great. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, Jamie Mandeville and Cameron George, thanks so much for sharing uh, Bacardi with me. I want you to stick around because I have a few more questions about Bacardi in it, and I really want to finish this drink. So, <laughs> hey, folks, don't go away. Um, there's still some uh, cocktail in this glass, so we'll be right back on Happy Hour Radio. He's back, and he's in charge. Kirby Wilbur, live and local weekdays, 9 to noon. Talk Radio 570, KVI. KVI, want to know weekends. Time for another round of Happy Hour Radio with Christopher Chan. All right, I'm not alone in studio. I got Cameron George, the uh, Pacific Northwest champion of the Bacardi Legacy competition, and Jamie Mandeville, who's the senior portfolio ambassador of the Bacardi family of rums. Uh, Jamie, for all of those who um, started off with Cuba Libra, it was superior, Ron Superior Bacardi, Ron Bacardi Superior White Rum. Um, but there's a bunch of different rums, and I get the age statement for rums, but I'm not sure if all of our listeners do. Tell us, give us some definitions of rum. So, and honestly, I'm not sure that anyone does. Rum is not a highly regulated category where each <laughs> bottle is going to be marked the same. So with, with Bacardi Rum, we basically will print a number you know, on the bottle, like with the Bacardi Ocho, but that's actually our youngest rum that goes into it. Um, also with white rums, because we're Dominican Cuban style, it's actually been aged for a year, but then it's been charcoal filtered. So you get all of a little bit of that age and a little bit of that toasty wood on it, but then it's been charcoal filtered. So it's a white rum, but not every white rum is going to be aged. I know th- I, this is really talking in right. a gray area. Um, but That's for why us- you want to buy Bacardi, so you know. <laughs> <laughs> for us, we also have Bacardi Gold, Bacardi 
Carta Aura, which was one of our original marks from 1862, as well as Bacardi Black, Bacardi Añejo, Bacardi Ocho. So where we start to differ is how those elevate up are in the blend. So something like Bacardi Gold is between a one-year and a three-year that's been blended together. Uh, with the Añejo, we're between a one and a five-year that's been blended. So with each of it, you know, you're starting to get like maybe like uh, dried fruit notes, cinnamon notes, all of these things, just like with whiskey. These notes are coming out in the rum, and it's such a nice complement to the molasses base. We mentioned Solera before. I'm not sure everyone knows what mm -hmm. Solera is. For me, it's a uh, fractionalized method of blending, meaning you start with lots and move into a little, but everything goes into to keep on repeating itself, so to speak. And you blend every year? You don't have a Solera? You just, is this? We don't have a Solera. We have a master blender that basically works off of a profile. So even the Bacardi is, you know, you can get Bacardi pretty much in any store, I would think, right across the globe. Um, so as far as the yield of Bacardi, it's quite large. But we have one master blender who's worked for our company for 42 years. Um, and he's, he's apprenticed and now has taken over the reins. And he actually 42 uses. 42 years? 42 years. I know, right? <laughs> That's too funny. He's been drinking <laughs> for 40. There's some other words for that, but it's uh, not quite as complimentary. Uh, 42 years of master blender. That's amazing. Well, because it works like an apprenticeship, right? right? So he learned under someone else. It's very much that old, age-old craft. Like cognac. Definitely. Yeah. Interesting. Cameron, um, have you been to Puerto Rico? Have you been to Bacardi yet? Absolutely, yeah. We actually just got back, uh, what, almost three weeks ago now. Really? Mm-hmm. And uh, what's it like? Is is it a huge place? Is it like Chateau Saint Michel with grass and a chateau and a big uh, distillery in the back? Oh man, the distillery was incredible. Uh, I've never seen a, a production facility like that, and the way that they tie in the family's history uh, with like a museum actually on oh, right. site there as well was just incredible. So fun. Yeah. Did you see any bats while you were there? No, uh, no they bats. They get rid of the bats? Just the ones on the bottles. <laughs> <laughs> but it is right on the water. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, this incredible view, just looking out over this bay. It, it's, yeah, one of the highest points in, in Puerto Rico. And this there. was the trade trip for all the winners, that uh, for the competition winners? Exactly. Mm -hmm. Oh, so fun. Wow, this is great. So it's Bacardi.com. You can find recipes and yes. learn more about the history of uh, the Iran Facundo Bacardi family. You got it. I did. <laughs> uh, and Cameron, you've got the uh, Havana Hustle Facebook page mm -hmm. and, and Instagram. Instagram. All right. And then you leave uh, a couple weeks, or excuse me, next week. Yep. And how long are you down there? You're not just down and back, right? You're down there for a little... Oh, yeah. I'm staying, staying all the way through Valentine's Day. Girlfriend's coming out from San Francisco to hang out out there. So all you know, right. staying five, five days total. Oh, so cool. The... So, and if Cameron, which we think he is, he if he moves on and wins this competition for the Nationals, he gets to go where, Cameron? Ah, uh, win to Berlin. Win to Berlin. Win to Berlin, huh? Mm -hmm. Wow. So, uh, Berlin, interesting. And that will be a global competition. It's How a many... global competition. Last year, we had 36 countries represented. Wow. Interesting. Do you remember who won last year? What country? The U.S. No way. Really? Yes, indeed. <laughs> So, big shoes to follow, right, Cameron? Yep. <laughs> well, you know, hopefully it's not one of those political things. I'm sure it's going to be about all taste. And you got some international judges then, right? 
we we, do. All right, so this isn't just Homerville, right? (laughs) Like having me come down. Hey, Kim, right on. I got you, buddy. Uh, So fun. Once again, it's Jamie Mandeville, Senior Portfolio Manager for Bark, uh, Ambassador for Bacardi, and Cameron George. Hey, best of luck, brother. Thank you very much. Very good. Hey, thanks so so much for joining me. Happy Hour Radio. Remember, folks, coming up, um, well, when we know that Cameron, you can be tasting wine at Taste Walla Walla on the 13th at McCall Hall and Whiskey Chowder Fest on the 17th. If you're ever out and about, um, remember, have a good time, but uh, get a designated driver. And if we need, um, shout out to all my winery friends. Hey, folks, it is time to register for the Seattle Wine Awards, the Oregon Wine Awards, and the Idaho Wine Awards. This is it. Get your wines in at uh, tastenorthwest.com. Hey, folks, I'll see you next week, and happy February. February.